Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. I'm Josh Giddy and I'm down to dunk. Hey, this is Kenny Hustle and I'm down to dunk. I'm Darius Baisley and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala and I'm down to dunk. This is Poku and I'm down to dunk. I love cereal. Captain Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cracklin' Oat Brand. Oh, I can have these. I'm going to share with my team, but I'm a hog most. Good morning and welcome to episode one, one, nine, five of Down Two. Dunk. You can find us on The Athletic and anywhere else you subscribe to your podcast. Go to theathletic.com backslash down to dunk and get The Athletic for $1 a month for six months. I am Luke. Joined this morning by Andrew. But I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Woo! Slam throw. And Taylor. Come here, girl. Go ahead, be gone with it. Come to the back. Go ahead, be gone with it. VIP. Go ahead, be gone with it. Drinks on me. Go ahead, be gone. Let me see what you're talking about. Go ahead, be gone. Let's just, uh, look at those hips. Go ahead, be <laughs> gone. Slam throw. <laughs> oh, what's up, my boys? That's a hot start. I almost need one of these. Yeah, I'm feeling, uh, <laughs> feeling really good here. Uh, I, I, you got to come up with. You got to top that next week. I don't know how you do it, but you got to top that next week, Tayshawn, as he's texting and not paying attention. Top to what? Song. That song? Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Really? Yeah, that was really good. That was one of the best ones in a long time. Thank you. I had practice. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> so we've talked about Jermichael Green being gone. It's a very small topic. He was waived. There will be more. Uh, in, there will be more players to be waived from the Thunder. There have to be. We have... Uh, We've discussed that a lot. Yeah. I feel like it's a little bit of a tired subject. So mm. we'll tackle that as we approach those topics now. Um, 
Kenneth Williams is here for forever. Great. Love Kenny Hustle. For forever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people people that I've spoken to say like he legitimately wants to be here for his entire career and loves it. You know, I just think it's so sad that the Thunder's wasting a career of a guy like Kenny Hustle. <laughs> there were people saying that in Vegas. I was going to say, is that a story you can tell? No, I can't okay. tell that story, but it's a, it's a quote from somebody in Las Vegas about Kenrich Williams. Somebody. <laughs> Don't say it. Somebody. Somebody. Somebody serious in a serious position. Yeah. It's uh it's interesting. He really just wants to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, it was that's Wayne, great. It was, it was Wayne Newton. That's great. It was Wayne. Dang it, Luke L man. Sorry guys. Wayne's never going to give us a quote anymore. <laughs> he sang it. <laughs> he sang it to us. How would he sing that? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not well versed in Wayne Newton. I just know. Me it's just funny. I want you to sing it how you think. I he think would he would it. sing "Viva Las Vegas," but I know that's Elvis. Yeah, but so, he could. Do it. I know. I don't know what he sounds like. Wayne Newton. What a weird name to pull. Yeah, that was a weird pull. It's Vegas, baby. He's Vegas. Oh, okay. okay. He's very yeah, Vegas. Vegas guy. Yeah. What does he sound like? I don't know. Donnie Osmond. He's also a Vegas guy. <laughs> yeah, Donnie Osmond. Still alive, huh? Yeah, Donnie. Yeah. Keep it rolling, Don. Donnie's way yeah. younger than Wayne Newton. <laughs> he yeah. is? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's got to be. Yes. Yes. Because what? Yes. Yes. 100%. Wayne Newton's like 90. Is he alive still? Are you confident? Not certain. Okay. <laughs> Could have been a Ghostbuster situation for you. <laughs> <laughs> you tell us a story. You talk to Wayne Newton. We're like, Andrew, he's been dead for 10 years. No, he's alive. He's alive. He's alive. He's, eight, he's 80. Okay. okay. Yeah. I saw, not that old. I saw on Shark Week just uh, the other day, uh, William Shatner's on there mm-hmm. uh, diving and looking at sharks. He's, he looks great. He's 91. <laughs> A 91 year old. 91 and still scuba diving? Gosh, I hope I'm still scuba diving at 91. Wow. That'd be great. So we're gonna we're gonna do a little uh, exercise here, a thought exercise, That's if you dangerous. will. dangerous. I know. Uh, okay. this this thought exercise comes from at Rit Scouting. And he wants us to rank the teams from best future to worst. The Thunder, the Grizzlies, the Cavs, T Wolves, and Pistons. Can we be can we take off our thunder hats and really treat the thunder? Yeah, let's treat. Yes, let's like look. without our emotions. Yes, we can. We can treat the uh, the thunder in a way that's fair. Okay, well correct. then I I think you have to look at who has which team has the potential to have the best stars. Plural. It's all. This is the thing is that there's been a lot of people arguing with me on Twitter over the past twenty four hours, and it makes me want to delete the app. Yeah. Um, I'm saying I think the Thunder need to get another lottery pick mm-hmm. and they need to build slower because you look at a team like even Detroit or Memphis, I think it's pretty easy to see like John Morant's a top 10 player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Thunder don't have a guy approaching that right now. And their only vehicle for that is the draft. How far is Shea from that? He's probably top 30 right now. I, I mean... Well, if you if you didn't like that Twitter hate, you're not doing something to <laughs> I mean, less no. of it. Do we top need 30? to go through the guys? We no, need to go through all no, the guys. But I, think he, I think you'd put, I think he'd end up top 20. He's in like the top 20 to 30 range, depending I on would, who you ask. I think that's right. 
I would say that. That's I, a I good that's player. Good. That's a really good player. Wow. He's he's a Hater. really good player. Yeah. And Hater he, alert. He could be better. And he could be better when he comes back this season. He could be better. He could be. Shay, good to see you. Andrew from Down to Down. Can you do this intro? There's two things. But there, I think Taylor's getting what you're from what you're saying. Yeah. Two different things. You're saying he could show up this season and be better than he was last season. That's what I mean. Taylor is interpreting that as he could be better, as in he's not very good. He could yeah. be, he could be better. He's not he very could good. be better. Like I think I've both, seen better. I think both are true, and I hope that both of those statements came through in what I said. Okay. Okay. A little bit of both. Okay. But they don't have a player of the caliber of John Morant today. Not to say that I mean Chet could be that. SGA could be that. Giddy could be that, for all we mm-hmm. know. We don't know yet, though, that they, that we have a player of that level. I think that Cade Cunningham, too. Well, I was going to say, basically every other team that you mentioned, they don't have that player. Yeah. Minnesota, mm. with Ant. That's true. That's true. Is I mean, he's a guy who played, not, in, the, played in the playoffs, was awesome. Not top playoffs. 10, though. He's not top 10. He's probably top 20. Top, Yeah, top 20-ish player you think he's better than sga um they're just they're so different it's hard to say i think they're in the same class of player yeah i I would say that i'd say they're in the same tier yeah i think that's true um so let's try to rank these as far as futures go and when you talk about the thunder you have to talk about their picks because it's one of the more important aspects of the rebuild is that all their blue chip picks are ahead of them. They've had one blue chip pick, and it was this 12th pick. Um, and that's a, it was a great pick. Yeah. We're feeling pretty good. Feeling very Thank good. Thank you, Pelicans, for getting into the playoffs so that we could have the 12th pick instead of the 15th pick. I mean, that's something we haven't really thought about. At least I haven't thought about a ton, is that they have J-Dub on the team now because of that. He wouldn't have been on the team. Like he's a good point. He flat out wouldn't have been. And so the guy who's available at 15 then like who okay I, need I would say not yet cuz I would say don't think about it. Why not? Cuz it's in the past. Like Rafiki, <laughs> Rafiki from Lion King. Mm. <laughs> hit you hit you with the big stick. Yeah. I just think it's interesting to think about. Okay, so like the guys that were still available at 15, Mark Williams was taken at 15. AJ Griffin was there, who had we haven't seen him play yet because of this foot injury that he's got, mm-hmm. which is very concerning. Tari Eason, Dalen Terry, Jake Laravia. <clears throat> Depending on what you think of Tari Eason, I don't think the Thunder would have ever, ever, ever taken Tari Eason. I saw a tweet that someone said, not comparing Tari Eason to Kawhi, but there is no one that <laughs> basically he compared like all of his measurements to Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, he's. Physically, great player, great effort. He puts up numbers. I don't think the Thunder would have ever taken Tari Eason. I don't think that would have ever happened. So then we're talking about like AJ Griffin, Jake Laravia, Malachi Branham, Christian Brown. Like we're just talking about a different level of player to me mm-hmm. than what we got with Jalen Williams at twelve. So I just think that's a good thing. I don't even know who Jake Labia is. <laughs> wow. Uh He's a part of the of the Grizzlies. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> so, Ooh, but that all to say, the teams that will be in the lottery, I think like Houston should be included in this conversation. 
yeah. as well, yeah. in my opinion. Because yeah. they've got a good young core of players. The thing to me is that this is all going to change dramatically in a year for teams like the Thunder and probably the Pistons and the Rockets because I think all three will be in the lottery again. And if one of them – I mean, even like the Kings were in the lottery. We don't need to talk about the Kings. They're not in this. But they went from seven to four. Like if the Thunder go from seven to four, like that's a big deal mm-hmm. for what their core could be moving forward. Uh, if the Rockets somehow land the number one pick next year, that changes everything we think about the Rockets today because then they get their actual best player. And then they have all these other pieces, Jalen Green, Shangun, mm-hmm. you know, Jabari Smith already on the roster. It's like, oh, and now they get their best player mm-hmm. who could glue everything together. Now they might have the best core in the league. Yeah. So you have to factor in the these teams, their own picks moving forward and what they will look like. Like the Grizzlies have a lot of picks moving forward. They don't have any blue chippers and their own picks aren't going to be good. So they're like potential to like really ramp up one more time is is diminished because they already they do have Jaw and they have Jaron. Um, so I think I think you could put the Pistons and the Thunder toward the top of this Who's just you? just because of we're talking like future and I think yeah. the future pick still holds hold something. But I'm gonna put the Grizzlies at one just because I think they have the best player. Yes. I think so, too. And I think that matters a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, John Morant, is so good that that's really what matters, mm-hmm. is who has the best guy. Yeah. And right now, out of these teams, he is the best player. Mm-hmm. So I think that, and I think that matters a whole lot. And Jaron Jackson is hurt. He um, has a fracture in his foot. He's out until possibly January. Wow. And like you have to remember, like the Anthony Melton's gone, um, Kyle Anderson's gone, and they've replaced those guys with an injured Danny Green, and then with your guy Jake Laravia, and um, a bunch of rookies, basically. Yeah. So they don't. There's not a good replacement for him in the starting lineup for Jaron. That's on. <coughs> that's oh. on the roster today. Oh my gosh. Um, oh my god. Okay. So, uh, what's interesting is that they could take a little bit of a step back this year. I was going to say, even they, what you said, like who they replaced those guys with that were critical role players on that team. Good, like top seven players. They played like 1,500 minutes last year. Melton played, I think, like the fifth or sixth most minutes on the team And last Kyle year. Anderson just brought something different to that team that if, really if, helped them switch things up. And if Kyle started for them, you're like, okay, I can, that would be yeah. fine until Jaron gets back. But right. he's not there. Yeah, that's that's wild. Who uh, out of these? Who do you have as the worst future? <laughs> it's it's really difficult to say. I think that you have to probably say Minnesota just because of the history of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you just don't trust it. I mean, they've changed ownership with it, but they're still like so they've got to prove it, right? Yeah. I and like what their, is I what would, is future like next five years. Yeah, well, in the next five years, which team is going to be the best team? I mean, Minnesota does have the potential to be. That. They do. These are all these all these teams could be good. Yeah, yeah. I, like we haven't even brought up Cleveland yet with Garland. I mean, Garland, 
Garland's good. Is really good. It's really all about Evan Mobley, though. Yes, and what Mobley could become? be. What could he become? And we saw a lot last year from him. Yeah. I would put the Cleveland at fourth on this list, and the Pistons at third. Okay. Because of the pist- the Pistons, just young core, they're not going to be good real quickly anytime soon, and they have a lot of picks coming up still. They do have the cage piece. Yeah. And they got Ivy in this draft. They got Jalen Duran, who was their guy. That's pretty good. And they've already got Beef Stew. Yeah, but are they going to be... They've got Sadiq. Like next year, are they going to make the postseason? No. Yeah. So they won't. So, so, but, so they'll have their own pick, though. Is yeah, them. that's true. So, which is important for them. So I'd put them... I'd put them close to the top, honestly. Because I think Cade is a notch above what the Thunder have right now. Oh, so you'd put you'd put them above the Thunder? So you'd put them second? I might put them second. Okay. I might put Detroit second. I think the rebuild is going very well. It is, is it, going very well. If, I, if Ivy becomes the player that we think he can be, mm-hmm. like, holy smokes. Like That's a that's an incredible backcourt. And then you have Duran. And if they can add another piece in the draft next year, like they're really cooking. Yeah. I think that... Their rebuild, along with the Thunders, are pretty close. I was going to say, they feel very similar. Yeah, they're really close. Because I think Shea... I think it would be interesting to see where Shea and Cade end up as far as, like, in the rankings over the next, like, five years. Like, is Shea or Cade going to be the better player in five Mm -hmm. years? I think most people would say it's Cade. We've only seen him one year, though. It's possible that it's Shea. Shea is a really, really good player. If Shea can return to the shooting form that he had the year prior, I can think it's it could definitely be Shea. Yeah. Um, and then, like, who's going to be better, Chet or Ivy? I think that's up for debate. They're just so different. It's all. <coughs> oh my gosh! What's wrong with it's you? It's hard to say. I don't know. You need a napkin. Yeah, I need a little napkin. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say. Um, and then Giddy is kind of the piece. And then it's like Giddy or Duran. I'd probably take Giddy in that. I think Jalen Duran will be a nice starting center. I'm not sure. There's a lot of people that really like him. I'm not. I think he's fine. I think he's going to be a good He seems like a, he's going to be a really solid NBA center. Mm-hmm. But for these teams, it's all about next year. It's all about what happens in the draft. Because if the Thunder add the fifth pick, to this team in a really good draft. I mean, you can think about it like the 2021 draft. Like it's going to be similar where like five or six guys are going to make a, a very big impact on a franchise. Yeah. And if you're the thunder and you can somehow, the thing the thunder need to do is stay away from the middle as long as possible. Yeah. Like that's how the rebuild gets supercharged. And if you're somebody that wants the Thunder to compete for a championship, you want them to compete at the highest level. I look at this roster and say, I really like it. I really like what they're building. Am I confident that in five years, this roster, with a few small pieces added around the edges, is going to be a championship contender? Like, I'm not confident. Mm-hmm. Because you think about the championship contenders and the teams that made it to like the conference finals, what do you have to have? you got to have a top 10 player in the league. Or a guy that can like play like a top ten player in the league. You got to have a Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. right? You got to have Luka Doncic. You got to have, you have to have those players. If you don't have those players, you don't get there. Yeah, player, you don't you don't get there. 
Not in this league. A lot of people, oh, what about the Detroit Pistons of, of 2004? That, the league sucked back then. The league is in a better place today than it's been almost ever. Yeah. Which, to me, emphasizes even more that you have to have a player that's a top 10 level player on your team in order to compete at the highest level. And the Thunder have this thing going for them that if they if they add one more piece to this, and like your whole starting lineup is made up of like high lottery picks. Like no team has really done that. And like and we can say with some certainty that they have hit so far. Philadelphia on the they've gotten. Philadelphia almost did. They tried. They almost did. They just picked the wrong guys. Yeah. You know, when they drafted Jaleel Okafor. Which is always a possibility. It's always a possibility. They drafted New Orleans Noel. They yep. drafted those two in the lottery. If they picked different guys, then mm-hmm. if they weren't drafting for value, like value of that player and drafted for a team, and that's where the, I think the Thunder do have something going for them. Is like they're drafting for a team. They want a team made up of guys that can all grab the ball off the rim and push it. Yeah. They're going to play with great – whenever this team is ready to go, they're going to play with great pace. They're going to move the ball. And they're going to have guys that once the ball hits their hands, they're going to be able to make a decision with it and not just stand there and Andre Robertson record scratch. Yeah. Like we're not going to see that. The ball is going to flow. I mean, Sam Presti said it uh, in the rookie's introductory press conference that he wants – less pattern, more rhythm. Like they, they just wants this team to play with just extreme rhythm all the time. And they're, they got the most difficult piece in all of that in Chet. Cause he's like such a rhythm guy and a guy that can grab the ball through him and push and initiate offense at seven one. And it looks fluid. It doesn't look unnatural. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the concept is really cool. You yeah, know? I totally get it. And this season has a different energy to it. It feels like, okay, there's something real here now. Yeah. There's not something yeah. we have to do this like mental gymnastics about to try to figure out that like, oh, this is, this is good actually because this. And now this year it feels like, okay, it all makes sense. You don't have to think about it. And now you don't you have just to watch get it. excited about guys that like we're not going to be on the team in two years. Right. Yeah, like, you, you don't have to have guys that are like, we can be excited about these guys. We have some long-term guys and guys that are going to be very good and be affecting this team down the line. Yeah. You know what it feels like is, okay, I think this season could be like the, was it, it was 08, 09 that they had 23 wins, the Thunder. Yeah. And then the next year they jumped up to 50. That's that's the hope is that. This feels like that because that year that they jumped up to 50 wasn't that Harden's rookie year? Mm-mm. Yes. Yeah, 09 was when he was drafted. No, no, no. That was his sophomore year. Damn. Yeah. So hopefully this is. Point. So hopefully this is the twenty-three win year. Yeah, that I'm is the hope. This, that is the hope. The hope is this is a twenty-three win year, and you but you can look at the team and be like, you know what? Only twenty-three wins, but there's something there. Yeah. yeah. You know? Big big things coming. Yeah. Right. Things. Yeah. Ting. And if you yeah. have that same problem, have I got something for you? <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, I mean, they jumped the middle is what they did. You don't want the big things to come too early. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Take oh take your time. Um, yeah. So I think I think we got. I think our, I like our list. Okay. So Oops. best what, futures. Memphis. Memphis Pistons. is one. 
Pistons. I think like Pistons Thunder is like right there. I think yeah. so too. But I like that order. Yeah. Cleveland and then Minnesota is what we're doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just don't trust the, the Timberwolves. Yeah, I agree. I gotta prove it. Um, you got what, the goods. What do you do with the goods, dude? I would put Houston just like right behind OKC too. And yeah, I think so too. They could jump the Thunder if they get the number one pick next year. Yeah, you know we're, we're getting a technical because the, pist- the Pistons could jump the Grizzlies if they get the number one pick next year. Yeah, a lot well, of jumping potential. Just need to. If I would say once that one of them has a guy who it's clearly is yeah a top ten player yeah can right. jump him. exactly. That's why the Grizzlies are the number yeah. one team. Mm-hmm. It's not about the whole core. It's remember like it's a the NBA is all about the stars. It's all about the top ten guys. Yeah. Those guys rule the league. They change everything for a franchise. That's what Ja did for the Grizzlies. Now, if the, I don't know that the Pistons, Thunder, Houston, Cleveland, Minnesota, I don't think any of them have a top 10 guy. And so like you can, you can switch these teams up as much as you want and argue about, well, this one has the best young core. Well, I really like the fourth guy on this team. Like, the thing about it is it's all about the top-level guys. Yeah, That's what it's all about. I think the Pistons and the Thunder – and the Rockets have a leg up on Houston, Minnesota, because Houston and or Cleveland, Minnesota, like Cleveland, maybe in Evan Mobley will have a top ten guy. Well, I was going to say I don't I'm know. Gonna, I'm going to vote to move Minnesota above because I, out of Ant, Mobley, Garland, yeah, to me, I think Ant has the best potential to be a top ten. Ant is really good. He's really good. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you're wrong. I wouldn't say you're wrong about that, but it's all about those guys. Mm-hmm. And it's with these teams, it's the race to see who can get one of those guys on their team. Now, somebody could be on their roster already. It could be Kay Cunningham. It could be SGA. It could be Chet. Uh, it could be Jalen Green. Mm-hmm. You know, One of those guys could be a top 10 guy in the next five years, and they already have the guy, and they jump up to the top, and they because they have a, a better base of young players, they jump the Grizzlies. Because the Grizzlies have Ja and Jaron and Bain are probably their three best players. Yeah. And Ja pushed them to the middle and then passed the middle because he's that good. And now these other teams are are waiting to see what they have. And the Thunder are, I think they're doing the right thing and that they're just staving off the middle as much as possible. That's what they did at the end of the season. Everybody was talking about, well, let the boys play. Why aren't they letting the boys play? Because they want to stay away from the middle. Yeah. If you played those guys the entire season, and some of that, some of it was injury-based, some of it was that they want to have a higher pick. If they didn't do all that, they don't have Chet right now. I mean, they could have... I mean, who... They could have... Matherin or Shaden Sharp. Like, what if Shaden Sharp was the guy right now mm-hmm. that we are putting all of our hope in? That could be very possible. Or Dyson Daniels. Yeah. And you're like, those are our hope is Giddy, Dyson Daniels, and Shea. I think we feel so different about what this team's potential could be. True. And so different about what how the rebuild has gone. But True. They got lucky. They moved up two spots. So they could have Keegan Murray or Jaden Ivey if they just stayed in the slot that they were at. Yeah. But they got lucky. They have Chet. And it's because they ended the season horrifically. So we have to remember that. And have to be okay with that possibly happening again. It just 
it boggles my mind the people that get upset that they could possibly do that again when doing that got them Chet Holmgren. Yeah. So you wouldn't want to do that one more like one more time. Like be patient. One more season. And then we're talking about a team that could be like a true title contender. Or you just ride with this core and just like cross your fingers and hope that somebody is going to become one of those top 10 guys. I would rather not mess with the odds of like hoping that this could happen and try to add one more really good piece because it's going to be difficult to do that. You know who anti-tankers love? Who? They love Giddy now and they love Chet now. Yeah. And they love it's all this, but all the dude, guys it's not got. from tanking, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. What the, the boys guys that you got yeah. from tanking? Yeah, you. It's not from that. Yeah, this is the fruits of their labor, and or so, that it's like gonna hurt these players. Did tanking hurt Joel Embiid? Because I'm pretty sure Joel Embiid is doing pretty awesome right mm-hmm. now. Pretty yeah. sure Joel Embiid almost won the MVP last year and played for the tankiest team of all time. Yeah. Let's do Tayshon's factoid victory, Mitri. Hello, I'm Tayshawn. This is my baby. This is a quote from Damian Lillard. I didn't realize how bad his abdominal 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 injury was. Because I've been dealing with it for four point four and a half years. After the game, I'd go home and have a bulge over my pubic area like a baseball was under there. Oh, my God. That type of swelling. Now I really feel the strongest I've ever felt. Okay. How does he have a baseball bulge in his pubic area after every game for four and a half years? That's that's a hernia. Is that what that is? Is It's not. But he does not say it's a hernia. No, it just says an ab injury. Yeah. I don't know. That is... I don't know enough about the body. How do the team doctors let that happen? Four and a half years? Dame, your only, your only shot at anything. It's probably part of his decision, though. You know? Yeah. Like, you got a baseball in your pubic area. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you'd stop saying yeah. pubic area. He yeah, said it. He a quote. Me too. You want me to say my... Uh, no. P, P area? Nope. The P? Uh, nope. Uh, the P nope. field? You don't have to say it anymore. We understand. Okay. We know what we're talking about. That's gross, though. Yeah, that is super yeah, gross. Yeah, that's super gross. So I have a question for you. So now he has superpowers that he has a normal abdomen. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. We're going to be like, Dame's, Dame has to like wear a size down on shorts now because he doesn't have to account for the baseball. <laughs> you know the size of guys' shorts? Yeah, he went from, he went from a 40 to a 34. Yeah. Pants a 34. <laughs> yeah, he lost a baseball. Um, so a question for you both. What's the strangest, um, <coughs> injury or ailment you've ever had? Strangest injury or al- ailment? Yes. Well, because it doesn't have to be a physical injury. It could be like, yeah, I, I had don't know. A, I, uh, in high school, I had a cyst appear on my foot hmm. and I couldn't walk on my, like just instantly I couldn't walk on my foot. And I had to wear a boot. I had to have crutches for like two weeks, just randomly. Hmm. And I went to the doc, and they were like, oh, yeah, these can happen. It'll just go away. It's like, so when? Like this extreme pain. Like, I felt like I broke my foot. And it did. It went away. What is a cyst? It's just like a little fluid-filled. A little bump. 
little bump. It was really bump. weird. It was so weird. But I remember it like I it it happened to me at school. I like fell over in the hallway. I'm like I can't walk. Oh, it happens know. like immediately? It like the pain came on immediately. It was really strange. It's very weird. Yeah. In college I got impetigo, which oh, is you like did. which is like a it's like a rash. Yeah. And uh and I thought it was just like like just I just had like a bout of bad acne and uh it's like it was not that so I was just kept like like where was the rash on my face what right here and it was so I was like trying to figure it out and I eventually just had to go to the doctor and have them get some medicine for it because you're supposed to deal with it like pretty quickly I didn't deal with it or what it like takes over your entire body it keeps spreading yeah it does. It's bad. Yeah, it was like it was like on a good good area of like beard area. Oh, was, that's a terrible time to have that too. High I know. School. And I was just like, no, it's not high school. It's college. college. Oh, college. And then so it's still like, bad. Still bad. So it's like maybe I need like to shave. Maybe I need to like do all this oh, stuff. I bet if you shaved it, like spread. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and so everything I did. Is Where like, do you get that from? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's highly contagious. You can get it, and it is like, highly contagious. You probably get it from somebody. Probably. On the sides of your face. Mm-hmm. It's not an STD. What <laughs> <laughs> promise? It's very important that we say that. I was going to say. But I, like, I've had friends, other friends have got it, and then they just like put, like put deal with it right away, put a Band-Aid over it, and put it on and it goes away. Yeah. Mine spread because I was like, I didn't. And uh, what you have to do when you do it, you have to put a new pillowcase on your pillow every night. Oh, no. Because if you don't, then you yeah. like, get it, and you're taking care of it, and then you lay back down and... All oh, all you get the tie go. Yeah. Again. yeah, it's like when you you need to change your toothbrush after you've been sick, so you don't no. re-give yourself. No one sickness. does. No one does that. I do that. No, I do the that. Only person on the planet Earth that does that. Really? I thought that was. Do a you do that after you get sick? I think too? it's I don't old, to a new toothbrush. I think it's an old wives' tale. I don't do it. Huh. Um, I. But then what I would do because I ran out of pillowcases like on day like two, so I would just put t-shirts. Over my pillows. Speaking of That's wives' tales, have you heard the thing when like someone is pregnant, if they have a bunch of heartburn, that means that the baby has a bunch of hair? Hmm. That's a wives' tale. Yeah, it is. That's pretty common. Yeah. Well, Kate just went in for an ultrasound. We're getting close. We're at like 36 weeks. Oh, man. And she's had terrible heartburn. Yeah. And they just scan and they're like, yeah, Harry. your baby has a ton of hair. Hairy baby. Exactly. Hairy baby. And... Hairy. And they asked her, have you had a bunch of heartburn? And she said, yeah, I have, actually. And they said, yeah, well, it's from here. She said, I thought that was a wives' tale. And the nurses said, yeah, that seems to be one that is true. Seems to be more true than not. Heartburn is the worst. Heartburn, yeah, indigestion, too. It's terrible. It's terrible. That's bad. Mine is, um, I have this hernia in my belly button. It popped up one night. Probably five, six years ago now. Yeah. So my belly button. Is it still there? Yeah, I mean, it looks like I don't have a belly button. It has totally. Do you want to see it? Yeah, Luke really wants to okay. see it. Okay, I see. I see. Don't don't put it in front. Of me. I, yeah, yeah. Well, deal with that. Go to the doctor. I tried. I went to an urgent care basically when it happened. And they said, yeah. "Does it hurt?" I said, "No." They said, "Then you then you don't need to get it taken care of unless you're embarrassed about it, and then you have to pay for it out of pocket because it's not a medical like, yeah, issue." That's terrible. So I just have that now. You and should, it, you should say it hurts then. 
Yeah, I should say it hurts. Ow. Actually, that's all it takes is... Ow, my belly button. <laughs> oh. Ow. Oh, it's really Ooh. starting to hurt. It's so tender. Yeah. Yeah, it just popped up. I went to bed, woke up the next day, noticed it. I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> my belly button. <laughs> my belly button's gone. It hurts now. Yeah, it hurts immediately. Um, <laughs> what's the longest you've let an injury go? Um, I sprained my knee really bad mm-hmm. a few years ago playing basketball. And it hurt for like weeks and weeks and weeks. But is that because you like weren't doing anything to take care of? I refused to go to the doctor. I just thought if I don't go to the doctor, maybe it'll just get better. Mm -hmm. And I and I won't know what's wrong with my knee. And it did get it got better. I'm not a big I'm not a big doctor person. Yeah, me neither. I don't believe in them. I hurt my shoulder. I fell. I don't think they're real. Snowboarding like this was like now ten years ago, and it hurt. And I couldn't lift my arm like beyond like right there. Yeah. Never went to the doctor. It got better. Um, eventually, but I, but I can't like, like if I'm putting on sunscreen, I can't like this arm, I can reach really far back and get a lot of my back. That, that arm, not as good. It did not get better. No. <laughs> okay. I bet it you, didn't. I bet you tore your, um, rotator cuff. Yep. <laughs> Probably. I did that. Well, it hurt and, but I'd be like, it'd be like, if I was reaching back like this, I'd be like, ow, 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 but it's okay. Like. In the shower, when I'd be soaping up, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd hurt. It hurt. Yeah. You know, I think all three of us here, if we had a baseball in our pubic area, we would be, uh, we would go to the doctor. Wrong. Hmm. Nope. I have two baseballs in my pubic area. Wow. Wow. What? So proud of you. We'll be right back after this quick break. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free when it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. <laughs> and we're back. Hey, actually, uh, actually, break. you're muted. Andrew needs to mute. <laughs> Andrew's himself. muted. He's a nasty boy today. It was, you were setting you're me up. Uh, you're I was muted. being set up the whole time. Sick up. Oh, the whole time. All hey right. guys, I'm about to deep dive. I just got back from a little vacay, vacation, went to a wedding down in Cancun. Vacay, vacation, went to a wedding down in Cancun. And that means I got to do a lot of reading on airplanes. I can't sleep on airplanes. I'm a reader. Yeah. And so I've been reading this book and I wanted to tell everyone about it, specifically YouTube, because I think that um, you guys would like it and the subject matter because I basically... I started reading this on Tuesday. It mm-hmm. is now Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm 95% done with it. Wow. I I've, I've ripped through it. How many De- pages? Devoured it. About 300. Okay. About 30. <laughs> no, about maybe 300, 350. <laughs> it's a pamphlet. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a it's a it's a novel. It's a it's not a novel, but it's a it's a thick thick book. And it is called Sellout, the major label feeding frenzy that swept punk, emo, and hardcore oh. from 1994 to 2007. Oh, yeah. That and, sounds good. And yeah. it is dope. Is this on Audible? Um, I, I think so. I think that it is. Okay. I would imagine that it is. Yeah, I mean. But that, it, it is 11 bands, and it's them going from their minor labels to their major label debut albums. And it goes through Green Day. Jawbreaker, Jimmy Eat World, Blink-182, At the Drive-In, The Donnas, Thursday, The Distillers, My Chemical Romance, Rise Against, and Against Me. Wow. wow. And it is great. And yeah, I just... That sounds really interesting. And I've just ripped through it. Wow. I mean, it is... Yeah. It is very good. And yeah, the last... I read, I read a book that was like about like... This is a few years ago about like Nintendo versus Sega when they were coming out. And it was yeah. horrible. It took me like six months to read. <laughs> yeah. And it was this size book, if not just, shorter. Yeah. And this one, like, I'm just like, this is awesome. I love it? it. Dan Ozzy. If I'm, let me make sure that's correct. Um, Dan Ozzy. Dan Ozzy. Yeah. And uh, O-Z-Z-I. And it, if you are interested in, like, if I read, if, if you read that list and you like love, I would say, Five of those bands, I think you should read this. Yeah. Um, because it's just very good. And so I would uh, highly, highly recommend it. I've been reading a lot lately. And this one is like going to be the one that I'm recommending to people when they say, what are you reading? That's good. I'm going to say this. It's wow. awesome. So yeah, that sounds that sounds amazing. Yeah. And so I just, uh, 
I really liked it. I want to tell you guys about it. I was going to try to finish it last night to bring to one of you to, to what's, read. What's a couple interesting um, interesting factoids or bits in the book that really stick out? It's just interesting because not all, like some of the bands that have signed, that, you know, jump to a major label have a ton of success. Mm. You know, Green Day, Blink-182, and some do not. Yeah, Jawbreaker didn't really take off. No. Like that. And uh, really, really, Jimmy World doesn't. And then they, they, with the money they make, self-finance Bleed America. Oh, really? And then they get big again. They wow. Do? Yeah. That's like interesting. They're, they're, the one before that doesn't, doesn't do as well. And they really come from just nowhere. Like some random guy finds them and just like, these guys are awesome and they give them a ton of money. And so they don't, like their fan base isn't really mad at them for selling out because they don't have a fan base to begin with, really. Wow. And then um, like, and then the ones that don't really turn out that great, like the Donnas and Thursday, like mm-hmm. it's just interesting. The ones that succeed and they don't, it's like, there's no reason, like the reason why they can't, they don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like they think this band's going to be huge and it's like they just never really catch on. I know why Thursday didn't. Thursday kind of sucked. Wrong. Dude, you can't have that singer and then think they could be. They have mass appeal. You're looking. You're looking at two big Thursday. You're looking at the big big Thursday guys. I was into Thursday. Full collapse. I love the time. See, I hated that album. I loved it. Only full collapse for me. See, I well, I liked. I liked them both a lot. Yeah. And then, um, but it was just great. And then at the drive-in, I didn't know because they they yeah break up and they become. The Mars, Mars Volta. Volta and Sparta. Yeah. Which I remember both of those. Yeah, yeah. And so you're reading this and you're just like, wow, I, they name check a ton of bands in it and it's all stuff that I've liked. And you can go through this and put together a pretty good um, playlist on Spotify. I'm sure someone has already done that. Yeah. But it was awesome. That's cool. Read it. Read it, readers. Very cool. All right, now we're going to go to some Twitter questions. Twitter questions. Questions and you ask them on Twitter. <laughs> now we answer them for you. This is Twitter questions. <laughs> now let's get down to it. Our first Twitter question comes from at JPOSU. Who says, assuming Chet and Shay are in the lineup, do you think an all-offensive lineup, Trey, J-Dub, Giddy, or an all-defense lineup, Dort, Kinrich, <coughs> Jerry, slash Wiggins, would be more effective over a large sample? It's a good question. I think Giddy and J-Dub complicate it quite a bit because I think those are two of the better players on the team. Over a larger sample, though, I think it's the defensive guys. I think having Dort and Kenrich in there along with like JRE, would make a, a better team. I, I don't know that Trey Mann is ready to contribute to winning basketball. I don't know if Jalen Williams is ready either. We have to see that. I think that Dorton and Kenrich and JRE are. I think they're ready to contribute to like a winning brand of basketball. And so I think if those are the guys that you played, and like Dort and Kenrich aren't like non-scorers either, you know, like we're not just putting these defenders out there that can't score the basketball at all. Yeah, we. I think we always get caught up with Dort. Like, 
He's just this defensive guy. He's a really elite defender. He averaged 17 points last year. Yeah. On a good team, he, he won't average 17. Well, he had four, he had a 40-point game. Yeah, that's that's wild. But he has the potential to to do that. I've said potential like 30 times today. Have mm-hmm. you noticed that? Uh, potential. It's sticking out to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Yeah. Too much potential. What are some uh what are other words? I need to um, pull up the 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 source for potential. Okay, what do you think is the the most points that Tavo Cephalosha scored in a basketball game in his career? 22. I would nope. guess 14. Too high, too low. 18. 16. 18. No. 17. No. 19. 19. <laughs> yeah. 19 that's... points. That's his career high. What's Robertson? <laughs> Let's, Let's guess. Out. What do you think? Yeah, I think give, me, give me your guess. I think actually it's twenty. I bet it's twenty-two. Okay. Okay. Twenty and twenty-two. Okay. I'm about to reveal it to you. Eighteen points. Eighteen against the Rockets. I actually remember that game. You'll never forget a game like that when Robinson goes off for eighteen points. Yeah, it was, it was that comeback game that Mike Muscala played in. I, th- I believe. Yeah. So Dort averaged last year almost what these guys' career highs were. Yes. So we have to, you have to think of him as There's a two-way There's a lot of Dort guy. hate out there. He's a two-way guy. There's a lot of Dort hate out there. Not he's, a two-way contract guy. He can, uh, he's, an, he's a two-way guy. They need to uh, they need to put him on a two-way contract. They need to waive him. Hopefully he passes through waivers and then actually they couldn't pick him up. Yeah. Thanks to uh, Stephen Dolan for dropping that knowledge we talked about it on Wednesday. But yeah. Um. Yeah, I just think it's. I think that the. I think it's easily those guys, just because I think Dort is a good player. Kenrich is a good player. They can both score the basketball. They all and JRE too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks felt. He does. Hey guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. So it good. comes from at D Puzzle One Three, who says, "I don't want to sound like I'm not up for the tank this year." parentheses let's tank in parentheses but with spurs going all out tank and us most likely being better with chet sga even better and giddy being giddy where do you see us landing in the standings by the end of the year well andrew and alex you guys went over this on wednesday mm-hmm. you oh goodbye luke what time is it it's seven oh my god already i'm gonna go to two goodbye. you guys went over this and <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got so distracted. Just I've lost everything. You went over this, and really, if you break down the West, the Thunder are still at the bottom. It doesn't matter how bad the Spurs are. Yeah. They're going to be a bottom three, four team. In the West, they yeah, will be. In the West. Yeah. Yeah, I think they'll be in the... I think they'll be around like six, seven, eight is where I think they'll be in the totally. reverse, in the reverse standings. Yeah. So they'll be better than they were last year. They were fourth in the reverse standings last year mm-hmm. and hovered around that area. I think they'll be about where like the Blazers were, who were I think they were at six, but the potential to obviously move up or down, I think they'll be around there. I don't think they're gonna be a bottom three team. Um would I like for them to be? Yeah, that'd be great. They'd be great if they could just if they if like they're Win margin was just really s- slim. Yeah. You know, if they could just lose every single game, be like, oh man, they got really close again. That'd be great. And they were like 22 or 23 wins. Which I don't think that will happen. I think they're going to win probably like between 25 and 28 wins. 
Which will get you the seventh or eighth worst team in the league. Which that's yeah. fine. That's that's great. Yeah, I think they're gonna in a better draft. Even if you just land at six, like you're in a good spot. Yeah, we saw them get giddy in a good draft at six. Mm-hmm. So I think that next year could be similar. Uh, let's see. We kind of talked about this a little bit, but we can answer real quick. The original Gons, the narrative that young teams lose a lot of games gets brought up often, but Memphis seems to be the exception. Other than the obvious star jaw, what are the differences in their young core versus the Thunder? But you can't overlook the, the thing about it is, and then what would it take for us to also be an exception to the rule? The Thunder were an exception to the rule back then because they had Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant and James Harden, three future Hall of Fame players, three like all can be the engine of an of a good team's offense. Do we have one of those players on this team yet? We don't know. It's possible that we do. It's possible that Shea is that guy or that Chet is that guy or Giddy could be that guy. We don't know that yet. Though. I think we I think we do right now. We know we know that Shea is at least as good as Russell was back then. I'm talking Russell made I'm two, talking oh nine ten. I know, but Russell by the time that he was Shea's age, he had already made two all NBA teams. Oh, seriously? Yes. Oh God. So I don't think he is. <laughs> And part of that is the success of the team got him there because they were good early. Yeah, how much better would Shea be if he had Kevin Durant? It's a good question. <laughs> would he have made it? I don't know that he still would have made an All-NBA team. Part of that also is the quality of the league, too, yeah. that a young player that's... But also, like, Russ was like Jaw. Yeah. You know, is today, where he made an All-NBA team already. Like That's how good Russ was back then so to be an exception to the rule you have to have a player that emerges as a top 10 guy like that's how you do it mm-hmm. and you can't be like other than jaw well jaw's the reason you can't say other than jaw jaw is like the reason yeah he is why so i would also say they've built a really good culture they're de- they're developing players very well they're drafting players late in the first round very well you got Brandon Clark and Bain, and I like the Zaire Williams pick too. Um, you know what's going to happen? They've done a good though. job. You're going to get so many people in your mentions <clears throat> figuring out. They're going to go and find the stats in which Shea is better than Jaw, and you're just going to get yeah destroyed. Well, they'll be or wrong. at least on par with Jaw. Yeah. Well, they'll be wrong. They will be wrong because you have to watch back. Like just watch it. Yeah. At Kiwi Greg five 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 thoughts on. The possibility of trading Baisley to the Clutch City Lakers for love it a couple of second round picks. Yep, I'd do it. At Samuel L. Thomas, where is the new arena most likely going, and where would you put it to make it most convenient for you? Hmm. Just for your own personal satisfaction. For me, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of land on the. Let's see, what side is that? What side is that? Is that the west side of two thirty five? Broadway extension mm-hmm. over there by like uh, Flicks brew house. Yeah. There's just a lot of open land over there. Yeah, there is. That'd be great. Yeah. It's still, it's not far from people downtown. It's east. Of south. It. East. Yeah. yeah. Not far from people on the north side. Yeah. Hey, put it right that there. That would actually be pretty good. Yeah. 
I think it's most likely going to be put where the Cox Convention Center is sitting right now. Yeah, and I was talking to my dad about this because our movie industry and film industry is growing, Mm -hmm. and that is where the largest studio is. Yeah. Right there. So I don't know what they would do with that. I don't know. Their lease is up in like three years, I think. Oh, theirs is? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's why they're talking about it. And the Cox Convention Center is so big. It's big. Like there's a lot of space right there. Mm-hmm. So would the, the plan would be you'd have to demolish it. Yeah. And then build up again. Mm-hmm. So we're talking 10 to 12 years from now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's not. Yeah, we're not going to get a new arena anytime soon. Yeah. From at Travis Funny, <laughs> what's your best <laughs> parasocial relationship? For example... If you feel like you're one of the gang while you're watching the characters of Down to Dunk together at Andrew's house, you're experiencing a parasocial interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is either New Girl or the Dan Levitard show. Oh, okay. Gods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably that. Yeah, you probably feel like you know him. Oh, yeah. And if you saw him, you'd be like, I well, know you. You don't know me. And if our listeners think they get a lot, they spend a lot of time in content with us. Yeah, it's not even close. I mean, I'm listening to three to four hours of Dan Levitard every single day. Wow, wow, yeah, it's you're, a lot. You're a real fan, and I've been doing that for, I don't know, since 2016, 17. Yeah, so it's a lot. Wow. Um, at JPSZA Fransky, there's got to be a better way to say that. Uh. Is Mark Degnault a real person or a hologram? Hmm, that's a really great question. 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 He's a real man who doesn't care about anybody knowing who he is. He also doesn't care about how his appearance. What do you mean? I think you know what I mean. I don't. He could have a better haircut. Yeah, he doesn't care about his appearance. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't. Which is funny because <laughs> Sam Presti is kind of the opposite. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's like, this is what I'm going to look fresh. He's stylish. He's fresh. At all times. It doesn't matter where you see me, when you see me. It's true. I'm looking good. It's true. And he does. He does a great job at it. He's very successful. Yeah. He is. He is. Uh, Last sort of question at Alex underscore Bowler Jack. What's the best way to eat cheese? Mm. If you have a good, authentic queso... Yeah, like at Chili's. Like at Chili's or <laughs> Barrio's or something. It's a very, very good way to eat cheese. Yeah, a good way to eat cheese. Now, I'm crispy, thinking about... Crispy chips. Like, are we talking about how we eat it? No. no. Biting it? Drinking it? <laughs> no. <laughs> or, oh. No. Can I tell you best what I did vehicle, last night with cheese? Best cheese vehicle. Oh, burger man. this is hard chip pizza pizza is a great way to eat cheese pizza is a great way to eat cheese i'll tell you how i ate cheese last night uh-huh making quesadillas i was actually making tacos yeah and i was like you know what no i'm using all this taco stuff and i'm making taco quesadillas Ooh, nice yeah there might be a different name for that but what i did was on mine i put cheese down in the pan before fried the cheese oh with the with the tortilla on top. Wow. And then built the quesadilla and flipped it. So I had like fried crunchy cheese wow. on it. It was delicious. That sounds really good. It was fat. Wow. But it was so good. 
Wow. That sounds like a great way to eat cheese. It was a really good way to eat cheese. Wow. Uh, all right. Are you miffed and are you peeved? Miff! 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 Miffed and peeved. Here's what I'm miffed about. It's just been so dang hot here in Oklahoma City. <laughs> and in the morning and at night, in order to keep plants alive, we have to water in the morning yeah. and at night every day. Mm-hmm. In an effort to keep parts of our grass alive, we have yeah. to water at morning and at night. And it, you just feel like you're going insane. Andrew, just let nature take its course. Yeah, you just let everything die. Maybe. You no. know, the strong will survive. Yeah, and then I have these weeds growing in the cracks of my driveway. Ugh, where crack like, weed. Like, what are, you, what are you doing here? Don't you realize how hot it is and that I'm not giving you water? That, those things really piff me off. The, <laughs> this is why weeds have really the, a, a, a terrible reputation. And they should. They're horrible. But you know what? They're terrible. I would argue they are the strongest of nature. Because they, they really thrive. are, they thrive in whatever you give them. I have whatever sp- there is, I have sprayed. They're gonna grow the cracks of my driveway. I yeah. can't tell you how many chemicals times. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're like the cockroaches of of plants. It's unbelievable. It's honestly impressive. It is. I know. I'm saying like it's 110 out, and these things are still just growing. I go, well, how? How? Everything else is dying. Everything else is just being zapped. You know, we should have been a society of... We should be pro-weeds. I disagree. Because if we had everything... Like, say we put as much attention and care into our weeds, we'd probably figure out how to have, like, beautiful weeds. And we might change our idea of what beauty is in plants. Yeah. And now... You're not watering every morning and night because your weeds are thriving. Doesn't yeah. matter what. Yeah. You could be a weed house if you wanted to. Yeah. I guess so. All right. Uh, thanks so much for listening to our podcast. Hope Bye. you guys have a great weekend. We will talk to you guys again on Monday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.